Okay. All right. That's it. Let's go. They're just ambitious women networking while some other women aspire to get burkin'. While some other women hit the club and get twerking. Educated women know that it's a bit irking. Whether you be a woman or you be a male, you need to listen to Janina and Shalia L. Cause if you know like I know ain't nothing better than the Billy John. Authenticity is something that they really on. <laughs> this is the John, a podcast. I love y'all. Be forward. Welcome to the Drawing Podcast. I'm your host, Shalia. And your host, Janina. And we got Sabir back in the building with, with us, y'all. Say hey to the people, Sabir. Hey, people. How y'all doing today? So we're going to begin with today's affirmation. Today's affirmation says, you don't have to accept things that you're not okay with. Y'all cool? Yes. I'm cool. I, I'm just trying to, you know, transition to being an optimistic person. Every day. <laughs> okay. Transitioning. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Same, actually. Because um, I'm pretty pretty pessimistic, so. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. Yeah, we did. We did. You said you're doing the same thing, Sabir? Yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty pessimistic, too. I'm a worrier, so in a sense, so I'm trying to let that worry go with things that I can't control. Yes. Just being more positive, just being better. Okay. I'm actually tired today. I need a nap. So as soon as this is over, I'll be going to bed like the old lady that I am. (laughs) I, if it's any constellation, I went to Panera today and I got a big thing of charged lemonade. So I got all energy. (laughs) I got, I got something to say about that. I've went to three different Panera breads. Every time I try to get the charged lemonade, they were what? Yes. But it's like three different flavors. I'm over it. I'm completely over it. What is the charged lemonade? I'm lost. Oh, it's like a flavor lemonade with caffeine in it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because we don't have no Panera bread near us. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually went and worked at Panera today. It was so loud in it. <laughs> It was so many people in here. It was so loud. I was like, oh, wow. This lady was on a Zoom. She was on several Zoom calls with no headphones. What? Yes. Oh, that's disgusting. But, Sabir, you know yeah. why the Panera's near you didn't have it? Because of the state that you live in. <laughs> well, that would make sense. But one of them was in Pennsylvania, so. Oh, okay. Mm. All Wait, right. so you saying when you went to the beverage area, all three of the charged ones was empty? Yes. I've literally never seen that before because I'm on, I have the sip club, so if I'm near I, Panera, I'm stopping. I've been at Panera Bread, honestly. So I I went there to get it, and every time I went there, they were like, "Oh, the stuff is in the back frozen." I'm like, "Wait, what?" So that in was, the back frozen. That's three different times. Three different times. That's weird. Mm. Guess it wasn't meant for you to have it. Absolutely not. You're absolutely right. (laughs) It wasn't meant. Probably because you ain't need no caffeine anyway. (laughs) Definitely don't. Like, I'm just joking. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, 
Uh, oh, I like that joint. Nope, I don't like that joint of prime time. What y'all got this week? Prime time. Let's do prime time. Um, what have I bought recently that I like? Um, it may sound really simple, but I have a whole bunch of these LED lights that are motion sensors. Um, and I put them in all of my closets and underneath my sink in my kitchen. And um, I'm really ecstatic about you know, the light, uh, how bright everything is. It really like, it really does something to me. It doesn't seem so gloomy. Um, regular light could sometimes get a little bit boring with like different things and like a, a recess type of lighting or motion lighting is it's pretty decent. So I have them in like all my closets. Um, so when I go in and open my classes up, I got extra light and all that other stuff. So I'm pretty happy about that. Okay. Well, how many closets you got? You got a lot of closets? No, I got like three of them, but you know. Oh, hey, did you notice that they've made your electric bill higher? They don't make it. So they, so I charge them. Right. Okay. So, oh, yours have batteries. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They charge through the USB. So I have like a little base for them. I just, every week, I just throw three of them on a the base, charge them. Yeah, so it's, it's cost me nothing electric-wise, so I really want more. I can cut all these lights out. <laughs> okay. Because I know when uh, they had them on here, it made the electric bill go high. Even recently with the Christmas lights, because the way our bill is, it like shows you a breakdown of each day. It was like the days we had the Christmas lights on, it was like skyrocket. I don't know. Might just be down here. But so I didn't see like I said, mine's don't plug in the wall, so like Right. Yeah, that's why I said they're battery operated. Mm. Okay. What about you, Janina? Um, so I have a oh I like that join. Well, I have two oh I like that joins. It's this documentary series on Hulu that I just finished called Web of Web of Death. And it's basically like six episodes of how like sleuths on the internet or people just basically people on the internet solve like crimes or missing people. It was really good. I initially watched it because a podcast that I listened to was featured on one of the episodes because it was a true crime podcast and he had gotten this guy out of jail and then the other episodes some of them were like John Doe's that was like old or Jane Doe's that was really old and somebody on the internet like did all this research to try to figure out who the person is and then one of the episodes was about a father whose daughter was murdered and he went on Facebook live outside the police district like every day and that put fire underneath, um, you know, underneath them to reopen her, to basically reinvestigate her murder. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was it was like three like John Doe's or Jane Doe's, but it was basically like a way to show the people on the internet, you know, about people on the internet. The one that was crazy though was about a black man who he was like poor. He like only had a sixth grade education and he hit the lottery for 30 million. Mm. And three years after he hit the lottery, he went missing. Wow. So oh. it was about his murder and how it was sleuths on the internet that um, basically like investigated or whatever and found out who did it. It's, it was really, it was a really good documentary. And um, my other one is 
Kiki Palmer has a has a podcast. It's called It's Kiki Baby. And I listened to um she had Quinta Brunson on that on the episode and I listened to it. It was good. Okay. That's what's up. So my oh I like that joint is uh a musical artist that I did just discovered named Taronda Jones. And she has like a lot of uh black empowering songs. So the two that I really like are called Melanin, Melanin Queen and Black is Everything. Um, I just been listening to that every day. Because once I listen to something and I like it, I listen to it every day. <laughs> All right. So it's still Black History Month. And Janina has the Black History Fact for this week. So um, my Black History Fact for this week is about Joycelyn Elders. She was the first Black Surgeon General. So Bill Clinton, <laughs> Bill Clinton appointed her in 1993 um, and made her the first African-American and the second woman to hold the position. Um, she strongly advocated sex and reproductive education, especially in African-American communities. She criticized older textbooks that said only white women had naturally regular periods because white women were on birth control to regulate their periods. Uh-huh. Black females did not readily seek out birth control because of the ministers that were on the pulpit saying that the birth controls were black genocide. So she was like really vocal about, you know, sex education. Um, she was also vocal about black men exploiting black women and stripping them of their reproductive health choices. Um, she also, so, so she was fired, right? (laughs) So she was fired in January of 1994. I really didn't know about this, but I was a child, but, um, so she had, because she had a lot of progressive views, then like Clinton had to stop backing her. Right. Mm. So um, she she made a comment about masturbation. Right. So she she made a comment about masturbation that caused the great controversy and she lost the support of the White House. So then um, she also had like progressive views on abortion. So she basically was like, we really need to get over this love affair with the fetus and start worrying about children. So um, that was in January. I'm sorry. That was in January. So she got, she got appointed January 93. Right. And then the following year, January 94, she made the comment about abortions. So she was already rocking the boat. Right. And then later that year, she was invited to speak at the United Nations conference on AIDS. And somebody asked her about whether or not it was appropriate to promote masturbation as a means of preventing young people from engaging in riskier forms of sexual activity. And she replied, as per your specific question in regard to masturbation, I think that is something that is part of human sexuality and it's a part of something that perhaps should be taught. But we've not even taught our children the very basics. And I feel that we have tried ignorance for a very long time it's time we educate we try education this is what (laughs) got her fired basically Mm -hmm. so in december um president clinton like forced her to resign like she was only in office in the position for over a year and i didn't really know a lot about her she like wrote an awesome book they were saying but um before she was appointed the Surgeon General, she was like, um, she worked at Arkansas, um, 
in the state general, whatever, state state office there. But um, they wasn't ready for Joycelyn. She was, <laughs> she was, <laughs> she was ahead of her times, honey. Because she loved. So well, yeah, I thought bullshit. that was you dare not talk about that. They barely yes. want to talk about sex. Right, right. And that's the whole thing. It's like y'all don't want to talk about sex, but kids gonna have sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I mean I chose that. I really didn't know. It's a lot, it's it's so much black history or like historical black figures, impactful black figures that like we don't know anything about or that yeah aren't really like spoke on or talked about um so i thought that that was like a, a neat person to spotlight since we're talking about sex though well sex education or whatever right so that that's a good segue into our topic which this week's episode topic is the birds and the bees to talk about sex so how did we all learn about sex. Who told us? Or i.e. not learn. Right. When did it happen? <laughs> and how, how did that go? Who wants to jump in? You want to go first, Sabir? Gotcha. Um, the, uh, the crazy part, um, back at that time, right? So we talked about people not being ready um, to hear certain things, whether it was masturbation, abortion, um, children having sex and inquiring about it. Um, it was kind of forced on me a little bit growing up. Um, as I got throughout my teenage years, I realized that my mom really wanted a grandchild. So for me, it was, it was more so um, not being gay, right? So Wow. Yeah, so that um, I could reproduce and have kids. Mm. So, yeah, the pressure of that, um, my 12th birthday, I got condoms. <laughs> um, Are you so serious? As a gift? <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it was, it was like a gift, gift or whatever, but it was like to promote, I think that was her way of trying to promote safe sex, um, being careful, being um, um, mature about it. Uh, not just having it to have it because everybody else was knowing that this is what you need. This is what you need to do. These are the things that precautions that you can take um, to 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 have safe, responsible sex. Mm. Wow. So, so was, what age did you actually have sex? Thirteen. Mm. What the heck? <laughs> so. This being thrown at you and you get condoms at twelve, you're gonna be curious, like oh, it wasn't was... <laughs> um so uh basically what happened, it was just the girl I was talking to, uh we were pretty cool, spending time on the phone and then one day she stuck me in the house. <laughs> um, so was she a virgin? she wasn't a virgin, the girl. She wasn't. She wasn't. We were the same age, so she wasn't. So, uh, yeah, it was very, uh, a very nervous time. And the funny part about it is that I think my mom knew. Because <laughs> I can't right always in, know. It got right in the shower. It's something yeah. Like, it's something I never, that was my freshman year of high school, too. So I never did that. I would just come home and watch TV. So I think oh. 
Was that at the end? But I thought you was 12. So that was at the end of the freshman year? It's like January of that year. That yeah. next year. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. I feel like, yeah, boys' experiences are always, to me, different, a lot different than girls. It depends. Just, I've been, you know. I don't know any girls who was given condoms at 12 years old. No, no, no. Not given condoms, but given. So, for me, I'm just going to speak for myself. For me, I was pretty much told, don't do it. Because my sister got pregnant at a young age. And it was like, if you had sex, this is what's going to happen. So, you don't do it. Don't do it. So. I was always afraid up until high school. I remember, I think it was ninth or 10th grade. We went back to high school. We were all at home. I'm talking and my best, they were, everybody was all talking about their summer. So my best friend, she was talking about, you know, her sex paid that she had over the summer with her boyfriend. And so everybody was chiming in, but I was still a virgin. So I didn't really have anything to say. And then they were like, you quiet. Did you do anything? And so I lied. Mm, how so old after, were you? 14. 14. Mm-hmm. So after that, I did have a boyfriend. He was older. He was like 19. Um, I met him at like my filler job that I was working at. He like came in and, you know, that was my boyfriend for the summer. But because now I felt pressure, I felt like I had to have sex in order to have these conversations with my friends and not feel left out. So that was my boyfriend. I skipped school one day. We was at his house. It was the worst experience ever because I was like, is this is what they're saying? It's so good. This is a mess. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like my best friend at, at the time, she was just, I was like, usually, like, we would go over each other's houses after school. And I was like, you coming to my house? She was like, no, I'm going to go get me some dick. And I'm like, well, dick got to be good. <laughs> because, like, this is, I got to try it. And it was horrible. Wow. So and you were 14? I was 14, right? I skipped school. So after school, I would pick up my little cousins. Because I went to Overbrook. And they went to me and across the bridge. So I would pick them up from school. My aunt, I don't even know. She had, she knew. So my aunt, I didn't go to school. I walked, I went back. My boyfriend lived in the area. I went back to school and walked over the bridge. Like I got out of school and was going to go pick up my cousins. When I got to the school, my aunt was there. She had already talked to one of my friends and asked them where I was. And they were like, oh, I didn't see her today. So when I get to the school, acting like nothing, she's like, well, where were you? I'm like, in school. No, you wasn't because such and such told me they ain't see you all day, blah, blah, blah. She had to go to work. But what happened was she forgot to drop something off. So she was coming to drop it off. She was like, I'll talk to you when you get home, when I get home from work. So I still denied it, still denied it. I finally wow. told her, but even with that, it still was, you don't need to be doing this because you could get pregnant. You could get this. You could, it was never a talk of having safe sex and 
you know, doing things the right way. Everything that I know, I learned it on my own or from trial and error. Nobody ever had a talk with me saying this and that or this and that. And I had four sisters, three sisters. So you would think I would know something, but even with them, it was just like, you better not because you're going to get pregnant. Horrible. So I feel like um, I don't, I know that my parents never set me down and had a conversation about like when you're ready or anything like that. The only one of the things that always stuck with me, even as a child, was that my dad asked if I could at least stay a virgin till I was 16. He was, (laughs) I remember him saying that, right? So I never attempted to lose my virginity before that. Um, I did have friends who a lot of people was screwing really young. I mean, I feel like as small kids, you always did curious stuff like bump and grind, shit like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? But in regards to that, in, in, you know, you, you, you grind it with clothes on it, but in regards to actually like intercourse insertion or whatever, I didn't attempt that till I was like 17. Um, so I attempted it probably like once or twice with, um, the boyfriend I was telling you <laughs> I was telling you last time that uh I was at his prom anyway. So that it didn't it didn't work out. That didn't work out. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is not it. Like it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And um it wasn't until I went to college. So I went to college. So basically I went to college in September uh and I was still 17 though. Went to college in September, and then I think I lost my virginity that October. Mm. And what was so funny was that my roommate, one of my roommates, like, I found out afterwards that, like, she was basically saying, like, that I shouldn't have did it, even though they all were sexually active. Because by the time you're 17, mostly everybody is sexually active. But because so many people, like, like you said, in regards to, like, when you were in school, Now, me and Sabir went to the same school. For me, I was never involved in any conversations about what was going on. Like, now, as a grown-up, I know that it was so much screwing and all that stuff going on. But I really wasn't involved because everybody knew I was a virgin. So I wasn't really involved in those conversations. So I did have one incident. Like, like one incident happened, right? It's, it was horrible. Now I'm thinking about it. So I don't know if you remember Severe this happened. We went to Harrisburg. <laughs> Me and Michael Gary on the bus. I don't care. It was it was a rumor. Everybody found out about it in school because he told people. Okay. Yeah, he wound up telling everybody. Okay. So we're on the bus. Mind you, I don't like him, never liked him or whatever. But again, I'm inexperienced. So we're on the bus and he finger pops me. But I don't tell him to stop because again, I'm trying to be cool. I don't know. Right. This N word. He went to school and told people. Mm. So it wasn't like something that, oh, everybody's finding out now. No, he told people at school. So like that definitely is going to deter me. Like I didn't date anybody from school. You know what I'm saying? But like, but most of the girls in our class didn't. A lot of, a lot of people didn't, but if they did, they dated upperclassmen, but I didn't date anybody from our school. But um, that taught me, too, that 
guys talk way more. And that's one thing that I'm going to make sure that like when it's time for me to have, like my daughter, she knows about sex, but she don't really like, you know, I haven't gotten to the conversation of like, well, when you decide to do it, you know what I mean? But um, even as an adult, it happened to me. I slept with this guy at the, at the job that me and Anthony met at. Mm -hmm. And he went and told people at the job. But I only know that he told people at the job because Anthony found out. I mean, Anthony was friends at the time. And so he told me, you know what I mean? So it's just like, what is that about? Like, so Bear, what is it about? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> so, a little insight to that. So, um, maybe some people know, a lot of people know, I started high school when I was 12, right? Um, so the pressure of that of being with people that are way older started ens it was 18 19 year olds in there right um right 12 probably like five feet tall but um so the pressure that that guys put on other guys to provide stories um to not be a virgin um right of a woman um especially back in 95, 96 and prior. Um, I think that that puts a lot of pressure on guys to tell other friends that this happened or I, I'm this, I'm not that. I can get some whenever I want or I can get this or I had this. Right. Um, there is a great deal of pressure. There was a great deal of pressure for me, even though that I wasn't even of the age of everybody else um, to do so. Um, friends outside of high school too um running with people that were and i didn't there's a lot of pressure as a guy so i think the pressure is different uh male and yeah like mm -hmm. a lot of women have uh pressure um to not right to not yeah. seem right as so it's like women have the pressure to not by their family and then it's like their friends or the the guys who they like definitely gonna pressure them to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I see a lot of guys be lying, saying because of the pressure, saying like I know it was a girl in our neighborhood. And everybody thought she was a baddie, and everybody was lying, saying they slept with her, but yeah, they didn't. That happens. Yeah, that happens too. So then there's yes. a rumor going around like everybody hit, and none of y'all really did. Yeah. So, or it takes well, a lot of times what happens is sometimes the girl give one nigga a chance right mm -hmm. and he screws up so else. before she can get around to telling people like you know he came in two seconds or you know he didn't even get a chance to make it in and he bust a nut then they create these lies like it's so important as parents and like aunts or whomever to like Tell tell your sons because sons' virginity, in my opinion, is as valuable as girls' virginity. Definitely. But it's Definitely. not. But the society is so toxic that it's not depicted it's like in macho. that way. Yes, yeah, macho. For yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 male toxic tox tox. What is it? Toxicity. Yeah. Well, toxic masculinity. Yeah, toxic. Masculinity. <laughs> toxic masculinity. Um, like for instance, my nephew, um, he didn't grow up with like a dad, uh, like his biological dad wasn't involved in his life. So he maybe had like 
my my husband did have a talk with him, but again, when you like somebody or you do something, he wound up getting a girl pregnant the first time that he had sex with her. Mm-hmm. And my husband did have a conversation with him prior to this happening. Like, if you're going to do it, make sure you use a condom, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, conversation sometimes is different if you if you only had a conversation once. Like, the thing about children is that repetition is everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of times the more you say it, the more it gets, like, embranded in them. But, um, but that, girls pressure guys into not wearing condoms and yes and stuff like that too. So you got to talk about that. A lot of times girls see, this is the thing that people don't understand. I think they're starting to understand it more. When you see a young girl and she's quote unquote promiscuous. Eight, I'm going to say eight. I don't know what the statistics are, but from my understanding, most of these girls are victims of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times she didn't have the luxury of experiencing her own sexuality on her own. Yeah. So because of her being a victim, that's what she feels like she can give people. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, young boys are pressured because I feel like men, even grown men, they be like, well, if she's, get- I'm not turning down no pussy. You feel what I'm saying? Like a lot of times that just be what it be. Like I'm not turning down no pussy because then she gonna say I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Like he just was saying about his mom. Like it was it's so much pressure on. Like oh, I have to prove that I'm a heterosexual man. If I'm not having sex with a woman, then it's a possibility that people gonna think I'm gay. Like no. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> I think the best part about as we've evolved. Um, like I said, Janina, we met in '95. Um, that's 28 years ago almost, right? So um, the way society has changed um, with even that topic, um, with people not being pressured into forcing people into heterosexuality and parents, um, society, um, administration, like teachers and stuff like that, are allowing people to grow into themselves as they are rather than forcing them into uh, right. different boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I was forced in the box. Um, I was always the youngest person I was around for the most part. Um, always. Like, even in school, like, I was always a year, a year and a half younger than everybody else in class. So, um, right. there was a pressure of hearing these stories and hearing these people talk about um, sex and being with girls, um, Asian girls. Uh, so, like, um, it forced me to want to do so. Um, just so I could join into those conversations, as you were saying before, right. um, and, and, and not feel like I'm left out or yeah, FOMO. Yeah, or like <laughs> the one thing, the one big thing that I always learned growing up um, with in regards to that was don't lie on yourself, right? Um, lying about escapades you had or who you were with or what you did uh, with women. Don't ever lie. It just always felt. So like- who told you that? I had an uncle that told me that. An uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that stuck with you. That's what I'm saying. It's just certain things when you are a certain age that people could say to you that stick with you. But the same happens to toxic shit. You get what I'm saying? Like people say toxic shit to kids and that stick with them. You know what I mean? Like it's so many guys that I've heard conversations where they're like, 
Just like Boosie, like where they be like, oh yeah, my first sexual interaction was with a prostitute. You get what I'm saying? Like that's a mess. It is. And then it's like, <laughs> the whole thing about lying, you lie and be like, I slept with Tamika. Tamika might have AIDS. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now what? Don't lie with yourself. Don't lie with your penis because you never know. And I, I've seen that happen to somebody before. And it was like, did you uh, sleep with her? Because this is what her life's looking like over here. So don't right. lie. That's that's just it. But Right. And a lot of times women do the opposite where they lie and say they didn't sleep with certain people. Yeah. And then it's like, that's why a lot of times when they get pregnant, like people don't believe right. that, oh, okay. You, or you get in 10 you, people <laughs> tested on Marvy. <laughs> It's, it's a lot but yeah those conversations and it's my family is majority women we don't have a lot of men in our family so the fact that I was never talked to about this even I'm gonna say even with cheating so a lot of people I seen growing up cheating right but I didn't really know what's going on I know you this is your husband, but then I see you meeting up with like another man. Like for instance, right? My cousin that I used to stay with on the weekends, I knew her. She had a husband, but she would take us to wild skating ring, let us go skating for hours, meet up with this man, and they would creep out. They would come back a few hours later, pick us up. I didn't know. But I was right. never talked to about that either. So the first time I got cheated on, I was devastated because I knew nothing about cheating and how it goes and how people could be so good at doing this that you would never suspect it. You know what I mean? So a lot of things come with just life and, yes. and you know, being talked to about different things. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and I think I think that a lot of times what we do, um, when we don't talk to people or have the adults in our life talk to us as as kids. Um, we go and see what our friends did. We go and see what mm-hmm. yeah. and and that's a big problem because once we follow our peer group, just because they are a peer group, they're not of an age to be mature enough to handle multiple people, to say no. Mm-hmm. Um to to you know to 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 just decipher what is wrong or what's not, um, and sometimes we follow that. Yeah. I know, I know that. I yeah, have. well, like for me, a lot of my friends got pregnant young, and honestly, I did learn from their mistakes because I seen the stress and drama that they had to deal with, and that was one of the reasons why I chose not to be sexually active early, um, because like. Yeah, so I had, like, one of my friends, she probably got pregnant at, like, 15. But, like, even when I'm thinking about it, like, when I was in elementary school, my elementary school went up to the eighth grade. And there were people there who were parents. Wow. And, yeah, but, um, and even, like I said, I think one of my close friends, she got pregnant at, like, 15. And she wound up having to, you know, get an abortion or whatever. And then I had another friend who got pregnant at 16 and she kept her baby. But I just seen that. And then like my sister. So at the same time, my sisters are older than me. So my oldest sister, 
um, had her daughter when she was 18. And honestly, I think that she got pregnant when she lost her virginity. So she had a full track scholarship, okay? Mm -hmm. And got pregnant in the beginning of her college year. So her whole life, the trajectory of my sister's life is completely different than it would have been had she not like had that baby. It's like she never went back to school. She never, because you can't run track pregnant. You know what I mean? Well, back then they wasn't letting people run track pregnant. Now they probably, I think they do let people run track pregnant, but back then they did it. And like, she, you know, never really, she never really like bounced back from that decision. And then, so at that time I'm seven, you know what I mean? So I'm young. So I'm seeing this like, okay, I see how her life changed by this decision. And then my other sister had a kid when she was like 20, but I'm, by this time I'm like 12 or 13. So I'm seeing in real life how people's lives are changing while they're having these unplanned pregnancies. So it was a lot for me because out of my friend group, I am one of the people who had their kids the last. Not saying that I I did have an unplanned pregnancy when I was 21. When I was 21. But again, that just taught me (laughs) because I was under the impression that we were using protection. And this person, (laughs) and this person (laughs) took it off. Yeah. So it just, you know, it also taught me like you got to always have your own back. Um, and you got to be also selective. You know, you got to be selective of who you want to sleep with. And you also have to make sure like in the act that <laughs> the person is still using that condom. Because not only pregnancy comes along with unprotected sex, so does diseases, you know? Oh, yeah. And like for me, I had an aunt, I was 13, my aunt died of AIDS. So, like I said, people around me are making these mistakes. And it did teach me, it taught me a lot. But I also made mistakes too, where I'm like grateful today that, you know, it. the result wasn't deadly. The result wasn't, you know what I mean? Like that life altering. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to be, my mother never talked to me about her sex life. My mother never talked to me about what was going on. My mother had a kid at 18. Then she had a kid at 21 by the same nigga. And she never talked to me about the, um, about the lies because my sisters have siblings that's close in age to them. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, it wasn't until recently where I actually started having conversations with my mom. Like, well, what was happening at that time? You know what I mean? Like she was 18 and she was think, young, a young mom. Yeah. I think they didn't know either. Like I hear a lot of people say I had to learn. I didn't know. My, right, but like my sister never talked to them either. So it was like, they was going into it blind too. That's why. True. I but my mother had me at 30. Yeah, but my mother had me at 30. So by her third daughter, she could have, like, one thing that she was, like, adamant about is was going to the gynecologist at 16, right? So I think that that was maybe her backhanded way of finding out whether or not I was sexually active. But, um, like, I went, I was not sexually active, and I went by myself. And 
they like told me from the gate, like, oh, we don't usually give pap smears to virgins, but and still gave it to me. <laughs> but um, like you said, the generations prior to they didn't have conversations about things that happened behind doors. Okay. And at the end of the day, regardless if it's behind a door or not, it's happening. And you need to have conversations. You need to talk to your kids because one conversation can save their life. It can alter it. So I'm making it my business to, like, I know my other sister, she came to my mom like, oh, I need to go on birth control. And my sister went on birth control. You get what I'm saying? But um, when it comes to your parents, you don't always feel as comfortable, like, you know, telling them certain personal things. You don't want them to, like, be disappointed in you. So I think it's just a matter of, like, setting the tone early. Like, listen, you can come to me. I'm always going to be here for you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm your number one supporter. I want the best for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that comes with just learning because we always did. A lot of us didn't have that. Like, like your parent just gave you condoms. She's saying like, all right, I know you probably at the age where you're going to start, you know, your little dick will get hard. You're going <laughs> to start wanting to fuck. But if you do it, you need to use a condom. But it's also like, okay, be selective. Like, don't just be knocking down anybody. Like my cousin, like I seen him the other day and he was telling me how his son had a kid by a girl. And he's like, you know, she's just a smut joint and this, that and the other. And it's like, men... They can knock down somebody who's a smut, but they not trying to be connected to that smut forever. And it's like, well, <laughs> she's a smut. She's a smut. What does that mean? To her, if, if you feel like she's a smut, <laughs> you shouldn't be connected to her. Yes. My cousin was like, my cousin. There's a out here that you could get that you don't yes. have to get the smut. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. When it comes to stuff like that, we live in the moment. Um, yeah, that's true. And the consequences, like I said, they're not turning down no pussy. Yeah. That's and that's that's why what I hear from a lot of men who cheat. Like, I yes, don't me really too. Love her. I just wanted that hit, but right. Nah. Like, do, do you do you do you? Th- so you you just cheat. Like, you don't even look at yourself. Like, oh, I'm exactly. not giving her a piece of mind. Like, you gotta value put value on yourself. Like, okay, now this 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 nobody gets a piece of me. No. But then I hear men say that uh, the way a woman is made is not made for multiple people to enter her, but a man's genitals are. I'm like, y'all just come up with any kind of BS to justify what y'all out here doing. Being a hoe. <laughs> you gotta always look at somebody funny like that to say something like that, honestly. Like, because always say that. we're humans, whether we're male, female, whatever it is. Um, we're both humans, so like, was true in that say should be true for a guy too. Like it's yeah, it's weird. It's weird, dude. But it is. like I, I I've been seeing stuff online and it's funny, right? I'll be on Twitter. Like Twitter's my spot. And um and it's like we don't that people be like, we don't talk about how, how easy guys are. Like all you, <laughs> gotta, all you gotta do is touch a guy on the stomach and he ready to give it up. And it right. that's true. You know what I'm Thanks. saying? And in the other side, like, yeah, the guy has to maybe do more, maybe stimulate more, whatever it is to let that happen. But like a lot of guys, it don't take us much. <laughs> right. But but I think it comes from that whole like, well, if I don't give in, this mm-hmm. person is gonna judge me and think that I'm not into women. Because I've heard women say that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but oh, he didn't want to see me. That makes no sense. That literally makes no sense because enough. It it it's a it's a it's a driving force though. When you hear it enough as a guy, it's a drive to prove. Now, not saying that we make the right decisions when it comes to that, but it definitely is a driving force. But I hear stories too about men who are like, I knew I wanted to hit, but when I was going, when we got to it, it didn't smell good or she didn't smell Right, right, right. All stuff like that. So at the same time, yeah, but you still got to be selective because what looks good on the outside is always not good <laughs> when you get down to it. A lot of times that be a lie, y'all, because sometimes they don't even get that far and they and they you they say stuff like that to discredit. That's true. 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 It can go <clears throat> it can go it's so much involved with just kissing and telling. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. Why are you telling? But see, like you said, men are impulsive, right? Women aren't so aren't so much. Usually you know from the gate whether or not you want to sleep with Give him. Give it up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You usually know, like, oh, I would fuck him, right? Or you would know this might be the night that I will fuck him, right, right? Right. So a lot of times it is in the woman's court, you know, but That's also true. but also, um a lot of times you feel like some women feel like because I've been there too, where you feel like, well, if I don't do it, then maybe he's not going to like me as much. And I think that's another conversation where you have to like, let people know that like them giving their body to somebody shouldn't dictate how this person, whether this person likes them or not. You know what I mean? Because if you like me. The times you gave it up and they still didn't like you. Exactly. Never really liked but you don't know until you pass. Exactly. Most of the time, you can tell, like from people's actions. Say a guy I talk to never hit me up unless that's what he wanted, and I knew. But at the time, I was cool with it. But that's that's all it was between us. So and that and that was the case with the guy, the guy that I worked with. I didn't like him like romantically, never wanted to be in a relationship with him. He was literally a booty call. Right. And the fact that he was a booty call, but I think he knew that I was smutting him out. And so like that was a way for him to like backhandedly, you know what I'm saying? Like you telling people what we did, but it's like you you got smutted out. They don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they wanna be the ones to do it. But yeah, and that's, that's and that's a and that's a societal thing. Like, I don't think that that's more so. Like, yeah, it's okay. Like, guys get smothered out too. Like, there's no problem with that. But like, <laughs> I think it's a societal thing that a guy has to say that he did this, or a guy has to say that he's one of her first, or she's this and she's that. And it's like, like I said, it don't take us much to give shit up. It, it's really, I know, right? It's like, it don't take much. Like, Janine, you marry you, you, you know the little, small, slight, subtle thing that you can do. And it's on site every time. And you know that. Um, so, yeah, we're easy. <laughs> nah, <I don't> <laughs> yeah, and the thing about it is, too, is like, think of a man's genitals. If a man is aroused, you could tell. With women, with women, you may see her nipples get hard or something like that. Right. But other than that, you're not going to really know. if You got to be up close and personal. Right, yeah. Right, right. But with a man, it's like, oh, He's aroused. I did what I needed to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I mean, 
men get in their feelings. They don't like to admit it. I've been in situations where I knew that this is just all I wanted, but you wanted more and you got in your feelings and said things that, you know, because you wasn't getting what you wanted out the situation. I mean, we, we all do it. We all do it. And it's something that as you get older, you just realize like that shit is stupid <laughs> at the end of the day. It's stupid. For us, like if it's good, yeah, like a lot of guys is like, yo, we don't want nobody else to have access to this shit. Like, like no, nah, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because y'all done probably did something. And, and it works both ways too. Like, Somebody, a guy may have hit a spot, you know what I mean? You're like, yo, I've never had that hit before. Like, no, nah, I'm going to show up at his job if he starts. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> show up at his job. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before, and my friends be, I never fell in love off of, uh, what the, how, how do I say? I never fell in love off of sex with a condom. It was always the, I'm protecting <laughs> It does, to be honest. So, like, you know, that's when I realized, like, oh, this is different. But, again, you still have to use your judgment or ask people to get tested if this is what you really want to do. But a lot of people aren't ready to have those conversations. Yes, do not take that. <laughs> but you know, is, um, I think I really feel like the transfer of energy through, um, through unprotected sex is something that we as we as people can't fight. Um, I don't think a lot of us or any of us have the ability to fight it um, naturally, in a sense, right? Um, because you're transferring that energy uh, through unprotected sex, so you know holes are open on both for both people, and it's like um, I don't know how you stop that. I, I really don't know how people can, how we as humans can stop those feelings. Because of that transfer of energy, I really don't. It can, it can be stopped when you start acting stupid or you start acting crazy. You show up somebody, it could be stopped from that. But if everything else is cool, then no. But if you start acting crazy or both sides, men and women, then it's like, no. I don't. I don't want to be. Involved. You always see, like, yo, why do you keep dealing with this person that is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't let that go. And it's more often than not that. Mm-hmm. Um, baby kids. But uh, more often than not, it's that. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree for sure. So Yeah, that's. I think that transfer energy is so strong. Um, sometimes we, we... Yeah, I mean, I'll never understand people... That's just me personally. Like, I'll never understand people who, on a continuous basis, have unprotected sex with someone who they're not in a committed relationship with. I feel like, like I that I, it's too risky. It's way too risky. Like when people be like, "Oh, that's my baby dad," but we not together, and then like the baby dad have a girlfriend, and then you still sleeping with the baby dad unprotected. Then you get pregnant again. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Janina stuff has happened where diseases have probably been spread but there's people not going to tell you that people well that's what i'm saying like it's not even just pregnancy like if you're if you're i don't know i I feel like as adults like as as young adults okay like i know people make dumb mistakes Mm -hmm. but like when you darn near 40 years old and 
you're still making the same mistakes, sleeping with so many people unprotected, it's way too much stuff out there. Like, like I said, it's not only the transfer energy, it's also the possibility of getting like something that you can't take away. And then on top of that, get having a kid by a motherfucker who can't even commit to you, whatever, and not having just one kid, like multiple kids. I just, I don't know. I just think a lot of times people don't know their own value. It's like, it's nothing wrong with, I'm not against people being promiscuous and fucking, but I mean, (laughs) you gotta do, you gotta do that shit safely. But when people get, what you say? You can't hit everybody the same. Like, like yeah. Yeah. But to think about this, because I hear this a lot too. I got herpes from him. So I'm going to keep going back to him because that's it's it sounds crazy that but so y'all two both know that y'all both have it you know what i mean so it's like i feel comfortable going back to him or her because i know that that's where i got it from it's crazy but that's i'm disgusting. telling you i hear it a lot but, but you know what it is i don't but i think that something like that is very 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 cautious in the sense but it, it can lead to the other person taking advantage, abusing, that type of thing, because you know that they're not going anywhere. Right. Um, the 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 thing to not actively want to pass it to other people is a sense of responsibility in a sense. But um but yeah, if that person did that to you and is going to treat you wrong, like there's a level of of love you have to have for yourself to not for allow yourself. Yeah. Right, but to me that just teaches the person that like, hey, I can give somebody herpes and have a permanent sex partner. Like, (laughs) what the hell? (laughs) Not saying that the male, most of the time the male is still out here doing whatever, but the female like y'all saying she don't have enough self-love or you know, so she's like I know that I have this and I don't want to pass it on, so I'm going to continue to go to him because I know that's where it came from. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in a sense. You know what I mean? So. No, it, it makes, you think it doesn't make sense. It makes absolute sense. It, yeah. it does. And, and, and you like, Janine, like you said, uh, you're like, oh, we're hitting our 40, you know, people in our 40s still making the same mistakes. Yeah, just because somebody been around the sun 40 times, I don't mean they 40. Nope, not at <laughs> all. Yeah, it don't. Yeah, it don't. It don't because 50 and 60-year-olds still be doing the same shit. The highest the <clears> highest <throat> rate of sexually transmitted diseases are older people because yeah. they're older and they don't use protection because they feel like they're older and they're sleeping with the same person but somebody out here doing anything or had it and didn't disclose to you that they had it. So. Right. Um, CS is home at 58th and Greenway uh, for like three plus years or whatever. Um, and you go in there and you see it. You see that these guys um, are willing the first of the month <laughs> when they get their checks. Yeah. Have <laughs> um, and in that complex, it was three different buildings. Um, I was in charge of like the computer stuff for all three buildings. Um, excuse me, networking and everything like that. And um, you saw it. Um, there was a guy that got murdered by a prostitute. Um, oh my god! Yeah, um, when I was working there, so it's like seniors are. Ooh, they are. They get it in. They do. <laughs> they, they get do. it in without 
it's scary. None of that. They, they get it in. Like they don't think twice. They get it in. Yeah. yeah. Freak Jones. <laughs> So at the at the end of the day, age ain't nothing but a number because just because <laughs> no, you're 40 don't mean that in all your 40 years of life, you might have started late. You might have never got told anything about anything and you're still navigating and learning on your own. So you could be 65 and still don't know anything about life. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I... Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like when it comes to being sexually active, you do have to have a sense of responsibility because in essence, you can make the wrong decision and change and it alter your life. So that's why like with young people being sexually active, they are essentially making adult decisions and not, you know, their brain is not even fully developed. So it's like they don't have, they're not really equipped with the decision-making tools, but that's why it's important as parents, as elders, to kind of give them the game. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I know you won't be fucking these bitches. I know you, I know niggas gonna be trying to, I know niggas gonna be trying to say it like that, though. <laughs> listen, I know you gonna be trying to fuck all these little bitches, but listen. <sighs> make sure. Let you know what Make today. sure. Society, you have to talk to your children, your nieces, your nephews, your godchildren. I'm thinking yes. about the commercials I see on TV now. Is for prep. <laughs> Take this so you don't get HIV. You know what I mean. Yes. So that's being put in their face too. So it's like, oh, I could take that. Then I could just do whatever I want with whoever. You know what I mean. So you have to take. Oh, prep is expensive though. Yeah, but the fact that <laughs> it's an option. Yeah. That wasn't no option. But I don't feel I don't feel like I don't feel like straight I don't feel like straight men, um, I think because of the stigma of HIV, I don't feel like straight men feel the need to take prep. No, I feel like that's not what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying that say I'm twelve, right? I never mm-hmm. had sex before, but I see a commercial for that. And then when it comes time for me to have sex or I'm out here having sex and that pop in my head. We didn't, you know what I mean? Back in the day when oh. we was growing up, we had like safe sex campaigns and all of that stuff. You don't see that now on TV. It's right. Yeah. I actually see, yeah, that's true. And I actually took a picture of this billboard last night that I seen. And it's a billboard of a kid, a little kid drawing on the wall with crayons. Mm-hmm. And it says, not ready for parenthood, use a condom.com. I took a picture of that shit. Yes. Because I don't feel like... and I mean, we did grow up in a different age. I will say that. We grew up in an age where we had the D.A.R.E. campaign. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, you know, Planned Parenthood was promoted. It wasn't looked at as as negative. You know, people were able to go, go and get condoms, go to free resources and get condoms. Um, I don't feel like... I feel like because of the social media age, a lot of people feel like, like for us, pornography was something that you had to have access to, right? Mm-hmm. So you either, for me, I, I mean, I guess my parents, my dad, I guess was kind of like a freak. So he <laughs> always, he had, so he had pornos, VHS tape pornos, and he had um like Playboy and Hustler and all that right. shit, right? So I did see see that stuff right 
But everybody don't have access to that. Then, today, these kids, today, these kids have access at the tip of their fingertips. On Instagram, you go see it. Right. Twitter. At the tip of their, yeah, like at the tip of their fingertips, like sexuality is right there, right in their face. Mm -hmm. So that's why to me, it's even more important to give them these tools so that they can like make informed decisions. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, like I know I was watching something and a lady was saying something about a kid, a a girl was saying that she didn't want to get married because she wouldn't get child support. Did you see that video? It was this lady. She was saying she was talking to, (laughs) she was talking to a young girl or something like that. And she was like, she didn't want to get married because if she got married, she wouldn't get child support. Child. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of times, like when you don't really know what's going on and you are given certain information, like it's impossible for you to really digest it. Like if you, you, if you don't see, like you just see people who aren't married and they're getting child support, like you might think like, oh, well, if I was married, I wouldn't get child support. I don't know. But it's just like, I know the way that kids rationalized things are usually is usually erroneous so right the rationale of being a child and making um mature adult decisions for the most part don't exist um I think, right I, I also think and that's yeah and that's one decision that they do be making to have sex mm-hmm. yeah and it's, and, it's like, and it's like then you have parents especially from our generation for the most part like they would get upset at the child when they find out or something like that for making, for being curious, um, for being, um, uh, uh, for acting out on their feelings and how they feel and, and, and not being a refuge for them to be able to control that and show them how to control those things. And everybody don't deserve access to you. Um, yeah. that I know a lot of people who first experiences with their cousins and, mm-hmm. you know, because... Okay. Yeah, them in a bath together. Y'all never talk yeah. about that touching right. and all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's natural for children to kind of be curious. Like, okay, you got you don't have what I have. Let me see what you have. Like, I know when I was in a fourth grade, this little boy sent me a, <laughs> sent me a note, and he was like, "Show me yours, and I'll show you mine." Right? Uh-huh. And <laughs> you did it. I ain't show him. Sh- How you, you can't just pull out a coochie anyway. No, no, in the bathroom or something. I don't know. Oh no, no, I did not. But I know I cursed back in the note, right? Because he wound up pulling out his little Peter. But I cur- I remember I cursed back in the note, right? The teacher found a note, but because I was an undercover bad kid, so I was like, you know, in front of the teachers, everybody think I'm good. So he was a liar. Right. He was like the biggest liar ever. So the teachers found the note and then he was like, oh, no, I didn't write that. Janina wrote it. And I'm like, she was like, why are you lying, Michael? (laughs) (laughs) Michael got caught. Michael was such a liar. And you know what's crazy is that like my freshman year of college, I was um, watching Mari Povich and this fool was on there. Talk about this baby wasn't his. That baby looked just like him. Mm. Oh, 
<laughs> it is. And then I wound up seeing him after I saw him on Mari. I was like, boy, why was you on Mari saying that that little boy wasn't yours? He looked just like you. He was like, oh, we just went for the free trip. Yeah, that's. I would say a lot of people do that. My cousin went on <laughs> uh, the fraternity court. That baby looked just like him, too. So. <laughs> but um, y'all got any last thoughts that y'all want to close out with? Uh, yeah, um, I think that um, our responsibility in this thing, um, from the things that we didn't learn and things that we know now, um, I think that it's our responsibility to, whether it's nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, godchildren, uh, whomever, being a mentor or whatever, I think it's our responsibility to, to let these kids know um, that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to um, bring scenarios to them or they bring scenarios to you and make them feel comfortable how to handle these things. Um, we grew up, we knew it was a lot of pressure. Um, I think the pressure has grown exponentially through social media and cameras and videos being accessible in that way. Um, so for me, I think it's a challenge to to us all in this age group. Um, and above to 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 give the kids a safe landing spot. Um, let them know that it's okay to talk about it, and also let them know that it's okay not to if you don't feel like you want to. Already, somebody else yeah. tell you into or or try to coax you into something that you're just not ready for. And yes. it's okay. It's okay not to because you want to have time in your life where it could be at an abundance, and sometimes you don't see that. Um, as a teenager or adolescent or something like that. Um, so yeah, just 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 giving these kids a safe landing spot um, to be able to talk about it, go over scenarios, stuff like that, um, and, and and also treat them as humans in this thing too. Yeah, like, and tell them they're be old enough for this, and then they're like, "That's wow, they already know they ain't old enough." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if, you know, if they having that conversation with you, then they. They look at you with some type of reverential type of thing where you could impart some type of wisdom on them and they're allowing you yeah. to say that to them. So um, I think that we should do a better job of that and um, not let them um, go through all of the the, the, the the things that we went through. Um, right. For sure. And, 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 and lack of education for some people. Uh, we can be better. Yeah, Yeah, because like for me, I'm like just having this conversation, I'm realizing I always had those conversations with my nieces because they were girls and I didn't really get a chance to have, I didn't really talk to my nephew about that. And, you know, he honestly was the only one that had a slip up out of all of them as a teenager. And um, it's, I mean... It is important to have conversations to both. A lot of times I think us as women, we feel like it's not our place to talk to boys. But, and I feel like sometimes as men, they don't feel like it's their place to talk to girls. But at the end of the day, men and women have sex together. So yeah. it's like you you have experience of having sex, period. It don't matter if you were a boy or girl, you know what I mean? People shouldn't make it this taboo thing because a lot of times kids are curious mm -hmm. and curiosity killed the cat. So it's like, yeah. listen, like, like Shalia was saying, it ain't all that. 
that little kid sex that you having where you got to hurry up before you, you got to get home and that <laughs> it is not worth it's not. it. I was like, it is not is. worth it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not worth it. Like when you are an adult, you can have the no rush. You ain't got to worry about nobody <laughs> trying to figure out why you ain't in school. Listen, if I, I would have known then what I know now, definitely I would have been like, let me sit my behind down and wait. We gave in though. Yeah, I did. I mean, and then, and then another thing I feel like people don't tell you is once you start, you can't stop. There's no going back. <laughs> like once you start, I, I don't know that. that time I did. I the way how horrible it was. For like three years, I just was like three years. Oh wow! Yeah, because it was so. Oh, that must have been horrible. It was. It was horrible. <laughs> and now even thinking about it, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, that's one thing I will say. My first time wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. I will say that because he did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, first. You mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but but Why also he wasn't that. No, I'm just saying he at least he did prep it. You know, some guys they just go straight in, like <laughs> Yeah. It, was, it wasn't even that. It was just that I don't know. Like, but so after that time and it was so horrible, after I waited for years later, I still was kind of had my guard up. Yeah. Still it was like, a bad experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I actually had like a good experience where I felt like okay I might like sex right until I was like 23 24 years old oh wow seriously because I had my guard up so I really so traumatic and that's the thing like it can be traumatic so it's just like you gotta make sure it's the right person it's like it should be a lot of thought put in but a lot of times because children don't think things out a lot of times it's like well if we get the opportunity then (laughs) let's take it Yeah. Yeah, how do we expect kids to to think things through? Honestly, you know, like we don't. Yeah, especially if you're not taught. So. Yeah, I think, me, I think the one thing for me though is that um, I was around a lot of women growing up, so it made me a lot more um, given in that sense. So, like, I always wanted to make sure, even my first time, that she was okay. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of men, that mm-hmm. ain't what they there for. <laughs> so, At all. Yeah. so yeah. Um yeah, sex. Talk to talk to your kids. Let's talk you about sex. Everybody hey. because a lot. I remember the the first day I came to Atlanta and I went out with my cousin and we went by the um Mercedes Benz Stadium. And they had the number of HIV cases in Atlanta. In yeah. Atlanta alone. Atlanta. Georgia. In Atlanta. That number is high. It's like one of the highest in the, in the country, right? Mm-hmm. So that alone was like, oh, I don't think I want to deal with nobody out here. <laughs> Dirty dick Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. And there's so many people on the down low. And that's a whole nother topic. so but we going um play the game that we play with everybody uh when they come on even though technically you're not really a guest no more because this your second time here i appreciate y'all having me back i really do so yeah 
I'm going to kick my feet up for this one. I'm going to get a lot more comfortable. Okay, so the category is childhood programming, since we was talking about back in the day. So, <laughs> you know, you pick one or the other. Yeah. But Don't think it, about it. Gotta it. Be fa- it got to be fast. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to show your age. I'm going to show your age on this. All right. Hey Arnold or Rocco's Modern Life? Hey Arnold, for real. Recess, <laughs> listen, recess or Magic School Bus? Recess. Rugrats or Ren and Stimpy? Rugrats. <laughs> Thundercats or Transformers? Transformers. Scooby-Doo or Inspector Gadget? Inspector Gadget, all day. All day. All day. Mr. Rogers... <laughs> Mr. Rogers or Pee Wee Herman? What is a Pee Wee's Playhouse? I'm going to go with Mr. Rogers, man. He changed twice a day. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I like clothes, so yeah. He-Man or G.I. Joe? G.I. Joe. Bar- Barney or Sesame Street? Sesame Street. Sesame okay. Street all day. Quinta <laughs> was just on Sesame Street, too. Was she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've seen this season. All right, guys. So we gonna get out of here. Thanks to Sabir for coming through and giving the male perspective. Um, because yeah. it's always good to you know hear with right. Because we definitely ain't getting no condoms as well. No, definitely did. <laughs> I didn't find out about female condoms till I was in high school. So yeah, but yeah. um, I we appreciate condoms as well. <laughs> like. <that> was- <laughs> Yeah, my cousin used to, she used to work for that company. I can't think of the company, but it was an acronym and they used to go around yeah, giving yeah, out that's condoms. That's the people who came that's to like our I, school to talk to us about it. And they yeah, gave, my cousin used you know, to work there. And they gave us the uh, the stuff. The dental, dental dam. Dental, dental dam. dam. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to them. That's what, they, that's what these kids need. What was the name of it? I can't think of it, but they not around no more. I know. I know. About free HIV testing. Yeah, I gotta. They need it now. Definitely, know, right? Definitely. But um, we oh, will ca- oh Sabir, give everybody. Come on now, give everybody your social media where they can find you at. Okay, um, on Facebook you can find me at Sabir M. Carter. Uh, that's my whole name. Uh, Twitter you can find me at uh at Sabir S A A B E A R D. Self-explanatory and um, Instagram. You can find me at underscore Black Action. Uh, it says this sounds. Uh, I'm available, ready to talk. Uh, <laughs> trash. Uh, people call me a troll. I'm not. You so, are. You I definitely are. At all. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Um, you trolling right now with this hat? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you definitely are. Winners. Winners. We're winter gear. Um, oh my god! <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I want to talk, chat, whatever, whomever. Let's go. I'm ready for it. All hey, right, y'all make Sabir's sure y'all... podcast. Sabir's podcast will be coming in March. Hopefully, okay. in March, hopefully in March, it's going to be called the Carter. So, um, we'll exactly. Be... Um, okay. I got most of my equipment that I need to get started. So yeah, look out for me, and I can't wait to have y'all on. Um, yes. Everything. I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, we definitely gonna have you back so we can get 
more male perspective on stuff. But y'all follow him. Um, only if y'all want to get trolled. <laughs> it's like, no, so very cool. But yeah, follow him. Make sure y'all following us. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out. Bye, everybody. Thank y'all. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't leave yet. Thanks for listening to my mom and auntie. Make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at the underscore John underscore podcast. On Twitter at W underscore the J. On TikTok at the John A podcast. And visit our website www.johnpod.net. Don't forget to ask the door, send in your listening letters to the pod at gmail.com. Period. This is the joy of podcast. I love y'all.